0: I know you have, you have written this manifesto about what you call your new Anatolian cuisine. You talk about having a fresh perspective on traditional products. And I wonder how that fresh perspective relates to the ways that you choose olive oil and use olive oil in your restaurants.
1: When I talk about fresh perspective in, in the new Anatolian kitchen, it's, it's not necessarily about the fresh flavors. It's more about uh, the approach, the mindset how to approach food, because the region where we live it has millennia, hundreds and hundreds of years, thousands of years of years of, of uh, history and tradition when it comes to food, especially. So, so we tend to get squeezed in a bit. Uh, which which is normal, you know, how very much like in Italy or in France, uh, uh, people cook their, uh, their parents' food or the mother's, the father's, the grandfather's, grandmother's food. And it's very very similar here as well. So That's why when we say fresh perspective it has a lot to do with that. But also if we connect connected to olive oil somehow, it is a more contemporary approach, a fresher approach in flavor as well. Um, when you talk about Turkish food or, or Anatolian food, a lot of times people um, they, they kind of connect it to Middle Eastern food a lot, but Turkey is huge. I mean, there's an enormous area, especially in the, on the West side, the West coast, the whole Aegean area. It's abundant of fruits, vegetables, olives, nuts, seafood. It, it's, it's an amazing, it's like a, a gift from above more or less as a region it has a very fresh approach in food in general. So I'm, I'm very much influenced by that area, especially when it comes to creating dishes.
0: Do you think you use olive oil in any ways that are different from a traditional Turkish uh, chef?
1: We we use olive oils in a lot of different ways. Um, if if is it different than the other Turkish chefs or the more traditional ones? Um, that I don't know. Um, it, it's very hard to say because both myself and also colleagues, uh, more the, the younger generations, and also the old school ones, we all use a lot of olive oils. And it's not just, oh, we just have one olive oil in the kitchen. Uh, I'm looking at, at my kitchen now over there. I got like, I think it's like six or seven different bottles on the counter that I'm constantly using. And the same goes for the kitchen. When we, when in, in our commercial kitchens also, in our large kitchens, it's not just one olive oil or something for pouring and something for cooking. We all use that, so I don't think that I do something that's that different. Maybe I'm I'm searching for a new olive oil each year. I know that uh, a lot of because of the uh, the huge amounts that are produced and 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 the lot a lot of varieties. I mean, both in Southeast and Turkey and even in the Black Sea region, there are olive oils, but especially in the in the Aegean region, most of us have friends or family that. Have a few trees that are squeezed that are pressed in the in the in the neighborhood let's say <laughs> olive oil press and we get it home but what we try to do every year we which i think is a bit different um is we do a tasting very much like when you do a wine list you taste the vintages you do you, just don't buy the vintage because last year was good you want to taste it before you do anything we do the same thing with olive oil so uh, especially there are so many different varieties and and different ways of, of of pressing your olive oil it's not just extra virgin or or early harvest is it using tra- traditional stones that is pressed and let it flow naturally or you use cold water to to extract it. How, how is it done and when is it picked or what region is it from is it high up in the mountains or is it close uh, lower by the sea so so there's a lot of things that 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 play a role, and of course now with climate changing so drastically each year and in each season, um, I think that olive oil is one of those products that's really affected by it, sometimes for the good and sometimes for the bad. So we try to do a huge tasting as a team and see uh, almost like a blind tasting and just put points on it, what we like, what we don't like, and then we pick our olive oils accordingly.
0: Great answer. Would you talk about some of those six or seven oils that you have in your kitchen? What what styles you have, and 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 how you choose which one to use for which type of dish?
1: I tend to use a lot of olive oils, um, both at home and 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 in the uh, and in the restaurant. And the way we use them, it's of course we all have our little favorites, but it all depends on what we cook, uh, or if we use them without cooking them, without heating them at all, or or what type of, of uh, vegetable, or fr- vegetable we're using them on. Let's say if it's a super ripe tomato, I might want something that has a bit more kick to it. Or, But if it's the super fresh, almost like a springy cucumber that's very fragrant, I want something that's a bit lighter. So, so that is the flavor profile. And, and it all depends on what region is we get it from. Um, I have some that are super, super early harvest. Um, almost like a pre-green, not even early harvest, even before that, that's picked, immediately pressed at, at the property at, at, in, in the field where 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 they're picking it, uh, in the olive grove. And then some that I really enjoy, but that I wouldn't really cook with it. It would almost be sacrilegious to heat that thing. It's 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 so pure, it's so beautiful. It's something that I almost want, just want to take the spoon or almost drink straight out of the bottle, just for the flavor of it. Um, I have to add that I'm very used to to consuming eating or using olive oil. So what some people may think is too pungent or too bitter, I love it. It's the same thing with with wine. I mean, in the beginning, when you get into the wine, you go with the lighter ones in the beginning, and then you move on to a little bit more fuller and and, and, um, I would say present wines. I would say same thing for olive oil. A very traditional dish that that we cook uh, both at home and in the restaurant is called zeytinya which means um, with olive oil. Uh, That's that's the name of the whole category. And um, I remember doing actually a demo at CIA um, a couple of years back and um, because you can do it in huge amounts as well. So you can actually cook for students bulk. And super healthy and good, and it's all vegetables and it's cooked with olive oil. So it's a vegetable. You can use all different types. I love artichokes. That's my favorite in this type, and especially now it's super season, super in season right now. So we just slowly braise it uh, with olive oil, and that so there's no liquid, nothing. Just slowly, slowly braised uh, artichokes in olive oil. For that one, I wouldn't use that that's very, very pungent or very bitter olive oil. I would go some, somewhere that's a bit milder, um, but I'm not using olive oil as a, let's say, lubricant uh, or uh, to deep fry anything. I, I don't deep fry a lot, so, so I, I use it for the flavor of it. I use it because I like it, not just to, oh, I need to mix into a vinaigrette or something like that. I mean. It's, I, I like to pour pour it straight on uh, so I can get the flavor of it. It's like, you wouldn't do a cocktail with wine, hopefully if it's a good wine, especially, you wouldn't mix up a cocktail. So, so I'm a bit purist in that sense. I'm trying a little, lot of different things, but I, I want to taste a good olive oil. And we are blessed uh, with, with the abundance of varieties, of regions, of, of just having so much of it. And so not much in quantity necessarily, but much in, in variety. So so that's maybe why I'm so a bit conservative, I would say.
0: Uh, I I know a lot of people uh, are hesitant to try those pungent oils or they think they don't like those really pungent, bitter, uh, aggressive oils. What can chefs do to make those oils more acceptable, more desirable to their diners?
1: A lot of a lot of uh, diners. even in high-end restaurants or or in more let's say widespread restaurant, um, they could be a bit hesitant about jumping on to, to a, a very present. I would say present. I mean, we use bitterness, and very often bitterness is used as a negative. Whereas it's 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 great. It all depends on how, how what context you think about. But but the pungency, the bitterness, the fruitiness. Everybody's after fruit. But what about the bitterness and the pungency? Without those two, an olive oil it would be. Quite empty and flat in a way. Uh, it's, it may not be easy if you're not used to it. So, like with anything that's new, um, that's that's what what we've done in the past, and I would recommend to to, to fellow chefs or or, or uh, restaurateurs as well is to go easy. You go bit by bit. You don't have to throw every everybody into the deep sea immediately. Just go go nice and easy. Just walk in there. If it's too cold, then go in slower. I mean, and I think the same with olive oil. You could do maybe a, a tasting or like a, a starting with the lighter one. After they try that, then do another one. After they try that, do another one, and just step by step, step by step, you move on. Um, I, I find myself comparing it, I don't know why, I usually don't do that by comparing it to wine for some reason tonight, uh, but but it is same thing there. Uh, when you start with the wine, maybe um, you wouldn't go for the funkiest natural wine in the beginning of your, your wine um, uh, travel or wine tasting. Same thing with spices. Um, if, if you approach it as, almost as a spice, almost as a flavoring agent, let's say as a for the flavor of it. I know people talk a lot about the health issue or the health benefits, which are enormous, of course. Uh, it's like liquid health, uh, but, but the, 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 if you think of it as, as a spice, the way you would, you wouldn't just use one type of chili flake in your kitchen, uh, you use a lot. And in the U.S. especially, I know there's zillions of different uh, chilies. They all have a different character and a different flavor. And it didn't happen overnight that people got used to this much it's with um, people coming and cooking, uh, Latin American uh, food coming into to, uh, the U.S., amazing restaurants and flavors. And by doing that, people get used to it. I, I think it just needs some time.
0: Terrific. Yeah, I think the wine analogy is a very good one because chefs spend so much time thinking about their wine list, you know, taking pride in their wine list, and they don't think in the same way about olive oil. Uh, would you talk a little bit about seafood and whether you see a rapport between certain seafood dishes and a certain style of olive oil? Seafood
1: and olive oils, I mean, they, they are very, especially where we live, it's in the same area, right? We have seafood, we have the sea, There, a beautiful regime and then continues into the Mediterranean. It's amazing, it's like paradise on earth. And then if just look, if you're in the sea and you look up the hill, very often you see olive trees. So they really go hand in hand. Uh, but what type of fish or what type of seafood with what type of olive oil or what, when I say type, I, 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 I very often refer to the flavor profile of it. Uh, um, when I talk about the lighter one, it can have a bit less bitterness, maybe, or, or uh, it's, all a, it's all a game of balance. Uh, the the whole thing cooking in general it's that balance sometimes you want something that's that hits you in 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 your like right in your face and then kind of mellows out or you start mellow then you go up and it's a bit my music even but um if it's a a fish that's spanking fresh and you, you you just slice it up and eat it raw then you may want something that's not as as force forceful or if it's simply grilled or something, then maybe not as, as, as strong. But if you go with something that's been cured, or if you go with something that's been dried or salted, something like that, or smoked even, then yes, of course, you need something that has more power to it. Um, uh, for example, we, we, there is uh, um, something that's called a, a variety in, in uh, along the Aegean coast that's called Arkanje, and which means early mm. because it's early. It's ripe. It's ripens early. That one has a very beautiful fruity flavor, and somehow nature has gotten that balance. So the olives or the olive oils from that uh, variety very often works with the seafood from that region. I think that throughout years, it's just been, perf- it's just been perfected over, over time. And, and the people that lived there hundreds of years ago and thousands of years ago, they maybe have learned how to use that together with the fish that's from that region. So I, 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 I guess that's, that's the, the answer to it because they really work well. Or if you go north, let's say to the northern uh, part of the Aegean, it's, it's a bit cold, colder, it takes a bit longer, and it's not as, as, as present. It's a little bit more delicate, the olive oil there, as well as the food. So they kind of work well there as well.
0: What about seasonal uh, influence? Do you, t- are you influenced at all by whether it's spring or fall in terms of, or cold weather or hot weather in terms of the type of oil that you choose to cook with?
1: When, when using an olive oil or cooking or choosing, let's say a, an olive oil, um, seasonality, um, like with everything in cooking, I, I, I think affects a lot. Um, in, in the spring, we, we wanna get out of the winter. We wanna like open up all of us, like both, both us as humans and also everything in the soil, it just comes out, it's fresh, it's springy, it's, it's amazing. And then the olive oil, very often what happens is because it's, it's pressed later on in the year, so we have quite a fresh olive oil in the spring when we start, uh, and it can be a bit raw, it can be a bit rough around the edges, maybe hasn't rested enough, but but I tend to want something that's a bit fresher, that's a bit, has has a bit more fruit, uh, not as much bitterness maybe, it may yes, of course, a bit like pungency that I like, uh, the peppery tastes I like, um, but if you move on to the winter when you're like really, you want to stew, you want to eat like a little bit more richer and I don't want to say heavier in a way, but richer food, then um, I, would, I would probably use a bit, uh, an, an olive oil that, that I really like. It's, it's, uh, it's picked from, uh, we always talk about early harvest olive oils or the green oils, etc. cetera. But if you use an olive oil that's been, that's allowed to ripen, almost overripen on the tree, and then press that. That fullness in flavor is amazing later on in the darker months, let's say. It really works well. It's almost like, hey, they, like it, 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 instead of using butter, you can actually use that. Uh, and, and it works really well that way. It's not easy to find, but if you're lucky enough to, to kind of have, you, have your connections, then, then you can get that.
0: Can you give an example of a of a particular dish where that style of oil, the later harvest oil, really makes makes the dish work?
1: The fully matured olives, or the olive oil that comes from the fully matured uh, olives, um, they have a very rich rich taste. It's like it really it's there. It's present. It's like right in your face. So something that a lot of people would would uh, connect to butter or like more buttery dishes as as mashed potatoes let's say or even a let's go with something that's not turkish let's go with a bœuf bourguignon for example super traditional french dish a dish that is so rich that has the wine there that has the 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 stock of like a a a rich full stock there and uh, like let's say beef cheek bourguignon or something like that a bit not when i'm cooking it because it's just too long of a cooking to it, it would just mess, mess it up. But at the end of it, especially when you when I plate it, a drizzle of that uh, late harvest, super late harvest uh, olive oil, it just switch it up, switch it over to another dimension. If I would put something that's super fresh in that dish just to drizzle a bit of olive oil without thinking about what I'm drizzling on it, just like take it off the shelf, the extra version olive oil that I have in my kitchen it wouldn't add anything to it. it would just add more fat or grease or oil or whatever to the dish but if you use the right one which i think in this case is the very late harvest olive oils it just it just works it just works perfect
0: i know you know fine olive oil can be really expensive for a, especially in the quantities that a restaurant goes through can you talk about how to maximize the impact of the money that you spend on olive oil how do you get the most for your for your expense
1: Olive oil is considered a bit expensive or it's, um, a lot of people may think it's expensive. I think it it, it changes, of course, from country to country. If you're an olive oil producing country, it's not going to be as expensive as some other countries, et cetera. Uh, But using a good olive oil and a little of it rather than just an average something with no flavor, I would say would be step number one to make it, go longer, use a bit, but a lot, because that little one it's just, the flavor is just there. The, the nose is there, the flavor is there, the depth, everything that you feel in the back of your, uh, back of your mouth, everything is there and present. So you don't need a lot of it. Uh, I do go through a lot, but you actually may, you may, maybe you don't need that much, but rather than just opening up a big, uh, I don't know what, like, like a gallon of olive oil and just pouring it in, um, that I very often compare to as using a a lubricant. It's like engine oil almost like, why would you even do that? Um, So start with using uh, the best possible oil you can. And and, uh, very often I say that I'm not rich enough to use bad oil or I'm not rich enough to eat bad food because it will make me sick. So when you think about it in that sense as well, if you're really super stingy, you could spray it on, but that takes away the whole, I mean, don't use it in every single dish, but when you use it, use it properly. Um, there are other fats or other flavoring, let's say, agents out there as well. But uh, of course, for us, because of where we are, I think um, yeah, we're a bit spoiled. So you, you may, I mean, I'm a bit caught off guard when it comes to the econ- economics of it because it, it's it's for us, it's not really something that we dig into. Uh, it is expensive in Turkey as well uh, if you compare to, let's say, the average income, but. I mean, I go through a lot at home and that's maybe 50, 60 liters for one per person. And and uh, when I multiply it by the amount it costs, I mean, it's, we get so much of the junk in the kitchen anyway, so it's not even, I, I wouldn't say that cost should be an issue. When you're talking about because cost is not an issue when you pick the best fish cost is not an issue when you want to the better marbled meat cost is very uh, is not very often an issue when you talk about a wine list a vintage or one of so why should it be when you pick your olive oil which is one of the the, the core one of the center of a, a a good kitchen
0: well you talked about sitting down with your team and tasting through a bunch of olive oils apart from that you know range of mild or early harvest to late harvest, what other flavor characteristics are you looking for when you select an oil?
1: When selecting an oil, uh, when we select olive oils with the team, uh, of course, we go through the traditional, is it fruity, is it bitter, is it pungent, et cetera, or is it is it green or is it like the, the green fruitiness? Is it mild, is it intense, et cetera, et cetera. We go through all of those, but and, and that's fairly easy it's like, like math, it's like one zero zero. it's like computer science. It's like zeros and ones and zeros and ones, it's just ticking off the boxes. But something that's harder to define, which that's usually where we get stuck or where we're having a nice argument is, do we like it? It's, and there's no right or wrong answer for that. But I think that's the most important part. It can be super fruit. It can be amazingly pungent and very nicely, beautifully bitter. But does it do it for me? doesn't, I mean, what does it do for, for my own? I mean, do you have, do you get a connection? Does it, do you get a click in your brain? I might think it's great. My colleague might not like it at all and that's fine. And then we sit down and talk about it and then we do another tasting and we do another tasting. Usually we just kind of like eliminate what we don't like um, and, and keep, let's say the 21st the ones. And then we go over and over and over and again and that much oil can get tough on your palate. So it usually takes a couple of days. Uh, and that's always like this, this kind of little ritual that you go through and, and say, okay, this year we picked this. So so that's very often, uh, rather than bringing out like the specific characteristics, saying, oh, it has to have this, it's, it's very often, do we like it? And that's, it's, there's no right or wrong. There is no yes or no for that. Something that we do take into consideration is who makes it. Uh, we work with a lot of small producers and, and some of them depend on, on our business uh, for their production. So sometimes even if it's not our number one pick if it's a producer that we've been working with for the past 15 years and and it's a great product yeah we put that on the list as well because it has a lot to do they have been nurturing their trees through generations and we're working with them and without them we wouldn't be able to get any of the beautiful products so it's not just the flavor when we pick the olive oil we don't buy from a mass huge producer we buy usually from the smaller ones and and uh, that's, that's, and we have very, very intense relationships. So that's a big, uh, I would say that that's a big uh, decision, uh, factor in our making decision for us as well.
0: I'm um, just have one final question. And that is sure. to imagine that you're having some friends over for dinner, they're all vegetarian. You're making a, you know, a meal with multiple courses or multiple dishes. Can you talk about what you might make that would show um, a range of different olive oil types
1: at home not in the restaurant i'm gonna start with that then uh and they're all vegetarians or vegans um which is which would fit perfect i mean i i i'm not a vegetarian or vegan but but uh, i probably eat more plants than than anything else um so it would it wouldn't be too tough uh, i'd probably go um I, w- how, I would construct my menu in a very easy way i would start with uh, probably a, a, a zeytinya which is the olive oil braised uh, vegetable dish, depending on what's in season. So let's say we would do today, uh, beautiful artichokes around, I'll probably have slowly braised it and that's served room temperature. It's not chilled. Once we chill it, it kind of loses it. So we cook it, we leave it out or leave it covered out. And then we would start with that. We cook it with olive oil, which is not super strong, but I, at the end of it, I drizzle with a little bit. So I use two different olive oils I'm making. So I cook it with something else uh, and then I top it off with uh, something that has a bit more freshness and fruitiness to it. So that I would do. I would always have some sort of leafy leaf, leaf, green leaves, or right now the tomatoes are not uh, that good. I mean, we still need, a, uh, surprisingly they're not bad for this time of the year, but they're not like super, super ripe. But but if they would have been ripe, I would probably just use them uh, arugula, large leaf arugula that I've shred really finely and then just grate tomatoes on top of it. That way I don't need any other acid. All I need on top of that is some salt and olive oil. But for that one, I would need a strong olive oil that's like that could let's say work with the arugula, which is super pungent in itself, and then tomato, which is just the umami all over the place. So I would do something like that. And and uh, as a hot dish, um, uh, probably even aubergine, like a smoked aubergine that I grill on on live coals or something. Just the whole thing instead. Of, People, when you eat that, you don't need a steak or anything like that. You just eat that thing, and and maybe a tahini dressing. Where I would actually mix like a little bit of tahini with lemon juice, and then some again some good olive oil on that. For that one, I would really need a strong olive oil because uh, it's so present in flavor, especially when you when you grill it on. Just throw the uh, the aubergines over the the coal, the hot coals, uh, and just peel it and and eat it as it is. It's it's so present and in, in strong in flavor. Uh, so I would really use something that's really um, powerful, almost like a late harvest. We talked about winter dishes, but, but this one is so strong and present. So maybe I would use a late harvest olive oil for that one.
0: And dessert, I don't know, just simple fruit without olive oil.